Welcome back, all you crazy people out there. It's been a couple weeks. It's the Beards Watch Podcast, episode 115. We were in Disney World. We are now back for Charlotte's number one podcast, recorded in a basement. We've got two. We've got Eeyore. I'm calling Jeeves Eeyore tonight because he is in all gray. All gray. Shirt. We know why. Don't know why he wear gray pants and a gray hat, but it's all right. This is the one time Jeeves could have wore his nice bright hat, but he didn't. Jeeves, how you feeling? I'm good. Yeah? Feeling pretty good. Okay. And then, of course, if you haven't seen the social media posts already, Cheeks is back in town from Texas. How you doing out there? Him and Jeeves are matching shirt-wise. It looks great. I don't want to talk about that part. But... <laughs> I'm doing swell. It's good to be back. It's always great to be back on the podcast. Okay. Jeeves, as I talked to you in the production meeting before, I said when I introduced you, you should have done your social yep. medias. You should know this. It's okay. We're, we'll dust off the rust. Yeah, got to dust off How the can rust. people find you if they want to find you, uh, You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jeeves1988. All right. And Cheeks. Uh, for me, it's I am the maestro, one word, on Instagram and Twitter. And for me, it's J-Roll Nation across the board, Twitter and Instagram, and then the podcast, The Beards Watch. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're on iTunes, getting on Stitcher, so all that good stuff. So, still on SoundCloud. Still on SoundCloud as well. Like, comment, subscribe, go buy a t-shirt or a sticker, anything or a else, or a mug, that's right. Other than that, if you, haven't, if you haven't been paying attention, we visited, us three and Jerryanna, a new, in Newton, North Carolina, Jerryanna's hometown, a distillery. New on the scene as in distribution, good stuff, right, fellas? Was it yeah, good? I agree. And yeah. This is actually my first time going to a distillery. Yeah. yeah. So that's really exciting. And this came about about a couple weeks ago. Jerry and his parents went and visited, and right as we were on vacation, they are like, hey, let's get these. You guys should join the podcast. So Bailey hit me up. Bailey Setzer hit me up and was like, hey. Oh, actually, she told Candace, Jerry and his mom, I got Bailey's number, sent her a text before we got on big deep in our vacation. Because I figured, let's set it up. I knew Cheeks was a big whiskey, bourbon, scotch-type drinker. It'd be cool to have him on to have his thoughts about it. We set it up for this week. We went and visited. So first, we'll give the intro, Bailey and Andy. Who wants to start first, the oldest sister or the youngest sister? The oldest. The oldest. Okay, <laughs> Bailey. Tell, tell, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm Bailey. I'm 26. I'm from Newton, North Carolina, and I run a distillery with my sister and the rest of our family. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Andy? Yeah. <well>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite boring. My name's Andy. I'm 25 years old, and I helped start the distillery and continue to run Well, you the started it. Yeah. So that's what we talked about yeah. yesterday, Andy. Yeah. You went to UNC as well. Uh-huh. I, you know, I went, me, Jerry, and I, we were all there. But you were there way out. I think you were a freshman. I had just graduated. Yeah. But you were telling us yesterday you graduated with an entrepreneurship degree, right? Yeah. So how did, since you kind of got the, how did this whole process start? Um, 
I knew from graduating that I didn't want to work for anyone else, but yeah. I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, and mom and dad's favorite anecdote is to say that she looked at him and said, how do I get a degree and not working for anybody else and then go to work for someone else? <laughs> but originally, I didn't even want to go to college. Like, Really? Okay. I, I didn't plan to go to college. And What yeah. was the other option then if you didn't go to college? <laughs> there wasn't another there was- option. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Mom and dad said, you're going to college for All right. four years. Um, <laughs> At least graduating. So then I graduated and I moved back home. Of course, I had nowhere else to go. And my dad had an empty part of his warehouse, and he asked me if I wanted to help him start a distillery and okay. asked if I would write a business plan. And so I did that. She gives as I worked. like way too little credit. And what year was that? 2015. Okay. So I wrote the business plan in the summer of 2015, right after I graduated. And then we applied for. Why a distillery? Honestly, I have no idea. I mean, okay. I do have an idea. Like my dad, our dad's always been really into beer. Like he always okay. homebrewed. And so why not? Our a, family's why, a little, why not? A, like, why not a brewery? Because a brewery is so that industry is so saturated. Yeah. So when they were thinking about it, it was kind of like, how do you jump into an industry that already has really well-founded roots with certain yeah. brands. We really wanted to build a successful business, something that's more of a legacy for our family. Yeah. And at that time, we were good friends with, um, do y'all know, do y'all watch Deadliest Catch? Yeah, every now and then, yeah. Captain Wild Bill is one of our family friends. Okay. And so he was really into rum and distilling, and he okay. uh, sponsors one of theirs. So um, he kind of like threw the idea out, too. And, I mean... We like to drink as family. As a family. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, one of my favorite right. pastimes. Um, so it kind of just like worked out, honestly. And the more and more like I did research, it just sounded so interesting. Like, yeah. It was just like, okay, yeah, okay. this is yeah. something business that... Business-wise and craft-wise. Yeah, and yeah. especially the business. Like you could see how, how much potential it had in, in the industry or like just from just being a craft and not trying to take over or like get not to be Jack, Jack Daniels. Daniels yeah. yeah. Now, before we get dive into it, we do have something we... Do on about every episode of the Beards Watch when we're here in their basement, we play Beerio Kart. For those who don't know what Beerio Kart is, it's your you take your Nintendo sixty four and you play Mario Kart, but you have each person has a beer. You have to finish your beer before all three laps are up. I'm 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 decently good. I had a feeling I was going to win this. Humble brag. Yeah. <laughs> I, and and with. The two ladies coming in who were still confused on how to hold the controller, we were like, oh, okay, this is just me versus Cheeks, and let's be honest, Cheeks, you're, <laughs> you're not that good. Hey, that, hey, hey you're a lot better than me. Place. I'm not good because I don't play. Yeah, he plays all But I, I did pretty well. You did. Against, against like, Division three talent. I hey, mean, hey, D3 was still playing it's sport. It's still talent. <laughs> talent, <laughs> talent. So I, I finished. I had a uh, – who did I – oh, I raced with Yoshi. I got first. We were on Wario's uh, Raceway. Cheeks did finish the second. I think that's the highest you've gotten in a Birio cart. I'm sure it's not. <laughs> and uh, Bailey, you finished in third? By the grace of God. And yeah, Andy, it was a tight race for third and fourth. It was actually pretty exciting there to, 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 chig, to, to, chug, to see him chug the Keystone Light and finish it off. But that's just something to get everybody's, you know, loosey-goosey there. I've got now 21 wins. Jeeves is still stuck at five. Duvall's at five. Corey's at two. Adam's at two. Buck, Dylan, Alex, and Jack are at one. And now the uh, first-timer record is moved to one in 36. Jack is the only first-time guest that's ever completely bamboozled us and hustled us yeah. all the way. He was probably the best Mario Kart player I've ever seen in my life. 
So yeah, practiced. back. Oh, he it was probably unreal. Probably he was yeah, yeah it, it was oh, unreal. I never played that game. <laughs> and he looked like he looked like he kind of knew, but he did. He had like the long hair, but looked like he might have smoked a little weed. But he was like, oh, I'm not that good. I don't know how to. I feel like most people that look like they smoke a little weed are pretty good at video that's, games. That's 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 a fair statement. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. yeah. So get back to it. You've got this. Does yeah, you know, Bailey? You were saying it took you. A while to finally jump on the band, the family bandwagon there, right? <laughs> yeah, I um, so explain your background because you were in Charleston. You yes. were, yeah. I went to college, got a degree in Where'd hospitality, you go to college? South Carolina. Okay, go Cox and okay, Gamecocks. <laughs> <laughs> so I got my degree in hospitality. Uh, I'm a certified cicerone. In beer, beer was like a really big passion of mine for a long time. Then I got really into the craft cocktail world, working in Charleston as a bar manager, and just kind of like loved it. And then the next thing I knew, life situations brought me home, and I tried to leave again, and then I ended up coming back again, and my family just kind of said, you know, stop denying your fate. Like, we could use you. You have skills that some of us don't have, and... After a few days of like tears, like oh god, I'm back in Catawba County forever. I I got over it and okay. <laughs> joined the team. County yeah, now I live in Lincoln County, so I'm okay. like totally safe, there you go. right? No. Just a couple miles down the road, you're beyond. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just in the more redness. Okay, <laughs> hey, that's all right. Everybody needs a little booze, so you're good. Yeah, all right, true. so where you are now? You started in 20. 20- Why does it take a distillery, or you know? I don't know. Have we said this is Warehouse Distillery yet? I feel like we might not have said the name. This is Warehouse Distillery in Newton, North Carolina. Why does it take you? You said you started in twenty. You drew up the plan in twenty fifteen. I don't. I'm, I'm like I said. I'm, I'm a rookie at this. Why would it? Why does it take so long to finally get to where you guys are now, where you actually be able to produce stuff and get it out on the shelves? The paperwork is a lot. Um, yeah. And the red the, tape. Yeah. The federal government is pretty challenging to get through. You just have to make sure that you're filling the forms out correctly so we ended yeah. up hiring somebody that helped us fill out the forms he originally worked with um the ttb which is their the like the trade bureau yeah. for alcohol um so he helped us do that but that takes an average about six months for them to approve and they'll tell wow. you that online like you yeah. can look it up it changes throughout um years and dates and stuff um so then once you're approved with the federal government you have to apply for the north carolina government but with us remodeling and doing most of all the work at the distillery ourselves, like painting and flooring and all that kind of stuff, we held ourselves back probably at least a and year of year. that time. So by you doing it yourself instead of yeah. hiring somebody. But you yeah. got to cut, got to cut, I mean, get yeah, calls down. Yeah, we learned how to like right? drive a skyjack I mean, and like yeah. crazy good, it got crazy so good at painting what, like beams in the air. Okay, so what would have been, if you guys would have hired somebody, what's your cost difference there? <laughs> I mean, we probably saved... $200,000. Wow. No, we uh, probably saved at least, yeah. 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 Like, I would say like seventy five dollars to $100,000 just in labor. Doing it yourself like in labor. labor. Yeah, yeah. Things, all, all those kinds of things. Not even, yeah. like, upcharged materials. I mean, and yeah. then yeah. you also too. have to think, like, luckily, my boyfriend was our general contractor, so we didn't have to pay him. Like, yeah. We paid his well, company. Paid his company. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. got paid through his company. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, we he helped us. He helped out, yeah. Yeah. He did that as a favor to my family. Got that good family good. discount. Um, yeah. <laughs> not really. Why you can get it anyway, man. I mean, hey. But, yeah, I mean, it was, we held ourselves back, but I think that it kind of led to the right time, timing yeah. for us. We got to do a lot more research. We got our heads more, like, in involved the game. Yeah. and 
We got two years of ADI conference, which is nice. Um, what is ADI conference? Uh, American Distilling Institute. It's okay. all like, well, even they ha- even have it in like the Europe. Europe people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like we all meet up and just kind of like there's classes and. On like waste and mm-hmm. your distillery or your social okay. media, and you can it's choose just which class. A big conference. Like, yeah. So when did you officially start putting booze in bottles and having people be able to buy it for May. from you guys? May. It was the end of May. We started bottling. Yeah, and then June we went to market. June fifteenth. Yeah, it was like. It was a blur of a week. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was like. I don't remember. Every, we didn't even have the pallets wrapped until the truck. Like, after the truck showed up to pick up our booze to take it to Ra- the Raleigh yeah. warehouse. Like, our pallets weren't wrapped yet. Like, <laughs> we... Because we didn't know they were coming that early. We thought we had, like, four more hours. And it was just full panic mode. Okay. So, so you guys starting out know that, okay, this is what we want to do. Who was it who does, like, the... How we're going to make the actual bourbon? Yeah. Like... Who decided Dad. to like test some things yeah. out there? Oh, okay. Yeah, and luckily the people that we ended up contracting our liquor through have helped us tremendously. They've mentored like, the crap out of us. Yeah. <laughs> and, and honestly, how'd we, you meet I those mean, guys? Um, so when we went to go look at our still, you have to apply for the federal government with a still in yeah. number. Like you have to have a still on hand. Well, not on hand, but you have to have a serial, serial. number for one that you've yeah. purchased. Um. So the manufacturer of the steel company sent us to the closest distillery that they had bought or like that they had made one for, which mm-hmm. was uh, Virginia, which is two and a half hours from yeah, us. So it's not that. We yeah. drove up there in a day, about a day. Or I mean, what day, it was a day. Yeah. But we drove up there, visited them. They let us look at our steel, and then we came back home. So we met them through that. And then they were just, honestly, I don't know. It was just like they were our next-door neighbor, and they just yeah. loved to – and then, so that's how you kind of figured out a bourbon, a rye whiskey, and a maple. Yeah. Was, that, was it talking with them, or is that what you guys wanted, decided that the first three things you wanted to release? Well, the rye kind of was like the last thing we decided yeah. on. In 2015, our original plan was gin and rum. Because I hear rum's the easiest to make. But it's most rum, the most expensive. Okay. Rum is actually kind of challenging because you have to work with the molasses. And it's, okay. I mean, if you know how to work with molasses, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm but saying easy, but I have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm talking about from what other people <laughs> I have read on stuff. Gin yeah. and vodka are probably two of the easiest yeah. things okay. to make. I would say vodka is probably the easiest. Just because no, you have, don't have to add any okay like special recipes outside of your base spirit. So okay. vodka and you can proof it down. Basically, right off of the still and put it yeah. into bottles. So okay. it's your fastest to market, your cheapest to produce. But vodka is so saturated, you can't. I mean, it's fair. So, so what then? What made you settle on the bourbon, the rye, and the maple? Then was it with working with the Virginia? Yeah, and they they let us like taste things that like they had, okay. they have had, to kind or, of like they tested or they've yeah. done or like just like things that they've kind of made over the years, yeah. kind of thing. And we love the maple, which was like. I mean, of course, that was, like, how I started liking whiskey. And then um, the bourbon we knew we wanted to do, but yeah. it was just, I mean, you have to re- let it rest for so For long. two years. And, and then, we thought it would be a waiting game. And so we kind of just went ahead, and, and then they let us try, like, something similar to the rye, and we were like, this wow. is actually really good. Yeah. And honestly, I don't think any of our family was a I've, I've been a, a pretty big fan of rye whiskey. If I was going to drink a whiskey, yeah. that would be what I would drink, as long as it was a good one. Yeah. Um, as you encounter yeah. so many... Well, yeah, I think, that, so good yeah I think that was even what Cheeks' point was yeah. from the video. If you watch it, just a little shout out, go watch the video. But even me, I wasn't a big rye guy. And when I tasted yeah. it, and maybe it's just my palate getting more advanced, but it was something that I was like, oh, this is 
This is pretty good. And this no, is not even something to me. I uh, had Jim Beam Rod, and I told him to go, and I was like, oh, can I take this back? <laughs> <laughs> and that happens. Like, rye is, I think, more of an acquired taste, mm, like, for sure. uh, more along the lines of scotch, because it's such a loud grain. Mm-hmm. Like, wheat and barley have that sweetness to them, whereas rye grain is spicy and mm. a little odd and you get really different subtleties from it so i think it's more of a like adjustment normally it kind of feels like i just like shove like the most weediest like dry spice yeah yeah Yeah, we're good to go now I just wanted to just joke and let it be quiet right there. Uh, Sorry, so you said all the- <laughs> I was waiting for like the cricket noise. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what was it? For for me, I, I enjoyed the maple just because I like a little bit of sweetness in my stuff. But break down, you guys are getting the syrup from a Canadian distributor? No. no. An Amish. Amish okay. Uh, maple company i guess i don't really know like how you would define it but it's these amish guys up in the virginia mountains they harvest a bunch of maple syrup right out of the tree and so and then it comes to us for the bourbon yeah so it doesn't ever get any additives or preservatives it's like legitimate maple syrup there's nothing fake about it yeah yeah, we're not squirting Aunt Jemima's. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good. Yeah. That would be a sight to see if you're all standing on top squirting Aunt Jemima's. So. Yeah. Right, we so, need a bigger one than one you could buy at the grocery store. Yeah. So right now, all of your stuff is being distilled in Virginia. Yes. And they're are they shipping it to you, and then you're shipping it to Raleigh? And then we bottle it. We bottle it in-house, and then we ship it to Raleigh. Once okay. It's in um, the right packaging and all of that. Okay. Which, like, in hindsight, the way we chose to do our bottling, like, all by hand, like, really, you know, like, we have our, our touch on it, is really time-consuming. And it's, it, we have a bottle filler, and that's about the only, like, mechanical thing we have. And then the rest of it's, like, So you guys are inspected. standing there filling it up. Tops go in, yeah. Well, we have a... A bottle, a bottle filler. That's the only thing oh, okay. that... And it fills four bottles in under 30 seconds. But then the next person has to, like put the cork top okay. in by themselves and like inspect it, wipe it down, make sure it's okay. And then it has to hand crank the label onto yeah. it. And then we, we take a, we have a DeWalt heat gun that we yeah. use to heat the like cellophane covering yeah. <laughs> onto it. And then we handwrite all the batch number and bottle numbers. Okay. okay. And after so like day gone. one of bottling, Andy actually may have gotten carpal tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. They like how to take over the next. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that sounds, like, I can't do it. Yeah, that sounds like yeah. a grind. But <laughs> well, I feel like this is what you should like. This is kind of what you do to to start. A yeah, you know, no, and we thought that writing handwriting was like kind of like our way of like our touch, our own touch yeah. onto it. Yeah. I mean, because you see every kind of bottle out there, and we could have printed it. Yeah, but it's cool. Well, and a lot of different brands have like their own thing that is like theirs. Mm-hmm. So you have like Maker's Mark has like the wax mm-hmm. coming yeah. down and then Blanton's has like all the tops you can collect. Well, we can't afford to, not <laughs> to use closures. Like not, not, not yet. yet. Yeah. One day, fingers crossed. But so we wanted something that would be like our own family's like personal touch on it. And we said, well, why not just handwrite all yeah. the batch and bottle numbers? That way, you know, if we go to a store, someone who knows us knows our handwriting. They're yeah. like, oh, that's Bailey or that's Ron or that's yeah. Andy. That's Steph. Yeah. Like that's who wrote that. I think it's too like I said that. Right now, especially, I think, from the year of, like, almost 2014 to now, it's big, and everybody blames the millennials, but it's big on this craft, handcraft stuff. Mm-hmm. So to add that kind of touch to it to where you're seeing that someone's actually touching the bottle and writing on it, yeah. as of right now, it's a good little, like, hey, look, this is, you know, something we put our heart and soul and time into, you know, give, give it a, a go, and it's not like you're putting out a, 
a shitty product. I think it's pretty good. And yeah. I mean, that's coming from somebody who's not a big liquor drinker. And I feel like if I wasn't that big, it would immediately, anytime we've all tasted, we've been through college, you taste that bad, cheap stuff, and you're just like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. What's the Dr. Pepper? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Like, oh, so especially Andrew, she can't even be a room with like a fireball bottle opened at this well, yeah, point. So, like college ruined yeah. that. Yeah, understandable. Somebody brought over like a like a, a handle of that a while ago nope. just as like a, like a, I don't know, a party. We had a hosted a party here and like you can't even get rid of it now. Yeah. It's more of like you're yeah. like hazing somebody. The only person I know that still drinks Fireball is my mother. Like our mom still uh, drinks Fireball, and it's kind of like they still type on T nine text messages, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but like shockingly, she's like well cultured and advanced, and like most young people think. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, she'll drink Fire. She's like, like "Oh, anybody want a shot of Fireball?" And we're all like, "No, mom." I don't know. She's so, like, it's just a quick shot. Yeah, no, no, it's a quick it's not death. just a quick shot. It's a quick death. <laughs> oh, <no>. Memories. Yeah. <laughs> Bad ones. So what have been some of the like the struggles you guys have gone through just getting to where you're at now and what are you, you know, kind of trying to advance to get into more markets and all that kind of stuff? Understanding the legislation has yeah. probably been the biggest headache. And um just like making sure that we were doing things right without having to like be told no, no, yeah. no. Like when we got our building permit, we just like knew that, like when, because like the fire department, everybody came in. Like, More than yeah. they'd have been to that building in 20 years. Yeah. In yeah. a matter of six months. So many people in there were like, we know that they're just going to be like, no, this is wrong, no, this is wrong, no, this is wrong, this is wrong. Because that's what they yeah. did several times and before. They were like, okay, I mean, you have one thing to fix. And it was just like a water problem. Yeah. Um, that's good. We were like, which was great, but it was just like, I mean, it was a relief, but it was waiting for like, the other shooter. We kind of wish you would have said something besides yeah. just the water, like so we could actually be frustrated because <laughs> we've been we frustrated were, for yeah, so long. It was just constant. Uh, it's like a battle, but like sometimes it felt like people were fighting against us. But now that we're like running, don't they don't really have a choice yeah. anymore because <laughs> we're gonna make do it. Do you happen. feel like? The community is accepting you guys, or do you feel like you've still got some pushback per se? The community has been whole, fantastic. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like the people that have come into the distillery, like just people that live locally, have been so amazingly supportive. Like it's blown our minds, I think, yeah. on a lot of occasions to see the local support. I would say we've seen more pushback from like the ABC boards themselves and the ABC system just because of how how it works it's just it's a really complicated situation that leaves us basically with our hands tied to get our product out there because we can't sell it directly to restaurants and we can't sell it direct to consumer outside of on distillery how does that work so you can't sell it to restaurants explain to somebody who has like to me i'm just starting to learn about how strict the I'm a big craft beer guy yeah and like it way easier yeah one of the the things is if you go you know you go to a local grocery store on a Saturday here in Charlotte there there's a a brewery just pouring some of their cans to test or you go Mm -hmm. to a festival and they're pouring and you can get it out there when we go and met with you guys yesterday or the other day it was like you know, you can only pour a certain amount for each person per day, yeah. and you couldn't just go and show up and pour at an ABC store or pour at a festival no. without someone coming trying to lock you up per se and shut yeah, you down. Exactly. Right? That's I mean, yeah. close. I think for so the ABC system basically 
mixed beverage permittees, which is your restaurants and bars. And that's yeah. what they call them. So mixed beverage permits. They have to buy their booze through an, their designated ABC store based uh-huh. on their location or their county or whatever board they're under. Um, and so they have to pick up their booze from a specific place. And that's the only way consumers can get it as well. Like you can't go to the grocery store like you can in California and buy liquor. Yeah. Uh, that's just how North Carolina works. And so because of that controlled system, we can't, I can go to bars and restaurants and I can taste them at the appropriate time and they can say they want it. But if their board doesn't agree to carry it or hasn't picked it up, they can't necessarily order it until it's already in the board. But then you go to certain boards and they say, well, we're not going to order it until bars and restaurants ask for it. Well, bars and restaurants don't want to ask for anything they can't actually get. Yeah. Gotcha. You know, when they order it. Gotcha. So technically, like, we send it to Raleigh, which is the... Distributor. The, the, the distributor. Like, it's a warehouse full of, like, liquor and things. And then they send it to the boards, which are... Some counties have a lot of stores under their boards, and then some counties have a board, and then it's, like, one store. So yeah. then from the board, or it's it gets like a county to, with six boards and six stores, yeah. which is, like... So then it, from the board, yeah. the boards order it from the warehouse, yeah. and then the stores... So, like, the restaurants request it from their store, the store requests it from the board, and then the board has to order it from the original warehouse. If they don't already have it in their board's warehouse. So, it's almost, like, from us to the warehouse. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, four or five steps to get it there. But then we can't talk to anybody besides the restaurants and the bars, which is... So, you could go... Like, we can't go to talk to the store employees. We can only communicate with whoever is in charge of the ABC board itself. But you, you couldn't go to the, lo- the local bar, like let's just say Old Hickory Tap Room, which we checked out. Mm-hmm. They serve liquor, right? Yes. They have one of the largest selections. Yeah. So you, okay, so like, could you go to them and say, hey, could you pour them a sample and say we'd like you to carry it? or? So we can pour them a sample as long as they're off. Or they're like, they're at the end of their shift. At the end of their shift. Okay. So technically they're not, or not on the clock. Bartenders aren't supposed to drink of while course. they're working, yeah, yeah, yeah. but well, I'm trying to think of like, like as, bartenders not drink yeah, while they're yeah. working. I'm just trying to think of like for me, how do you pitch something to somebody without them being able to try it to the full extent? Yeah, it's because, hard because without like like it's really hard. Yeah, because we've gone into a few places, you know, between two and four, which is when restaurants want you to come in, and we know that they're not going to be able to taste it, but we want to That's at least tough. show them the bottles and give them some information. Well. We can't guarantee a sale from that. We can't ask them to commit to anything that they don't that, that they, they don't, don't know, know what they, what would or would not sell. Yeah, just yeah, because we're in the community. I mean, it could be crap. Really you know? Yeah, exactly. it could taste saying, horrible. Yeah. And then it. the boards definitely can't. You can't give the boards any kind of taste. Yeah. So they're not allowed to taste at all. Anyone so that works for the ABC system. Have to taste your word. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. So like. Please take, I mean, that's all you can do is sit there and like, please take it. So the, the only thing we could do to help us out in that situation was instead of putting our bottles in 12 bottle cases, we put them in six bottle cases so that it would be an easier sell yeah. to the board. So all they'd have to do is commit to six bottles at yeah. a time per product. Yeah, and you're just hoping once people start trying it. Hoping, praying. And like, hey, this yeah. is stuff. <laughs> Having prayer meetings about it. <laughs> yeah. Which, what, what I think is interesting. Get our booze into the yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. Well, you, like you said, you, you bring up the prayer meetings, booze. but it's one of those things where, you know, in the Bible Belt, it's so tough liquor-wise still oh, yeah. because it's like, it feels like it's one of those things where beer is acceptable, but sometimes people think if you drink hard liquor, you're just like going to hell or something. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, like Lucifer's spawn. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, I think that, and that, 
it seems like you got a you got a big hill. Yeah, to the, climb. I think the the struggle with that is that a lot of consumers don't realize, especially in the Bible Belt, that legal servings of particular alcohols are set that way based on their alcohol percentage. So a legal serving of beer is twelve ounces mm-hmm. because it's usually around five percent alcohol. A legal serving of wine is five ounces which is about 11 to 12% alcohol on average. And booze, let's go with call it 80 proof, it's one and a half ounces is yeah. a legal serving. And it's meant to be served at that proportion because of the content yeah. of alcohol. Unfortunately, prohibition really gave us a kind of crappy stigma yeah. in terms of booze and moonshiners and things like that. Well, I just think it, the, the laws in North Carolina are just so strict that it, it's yeah. tough. It's good. It's tough and... It's, it's archaic in it's, a way. Yes, yes, agree. That's a good terminology for it. And like, it's just, you got to keep grinding and grinding, even though you have some yeah. setbacks. You just got to keep going. I think you guys got a, a great product on sure. yeah. this. If once people get to try it, I think they'll go, oh, okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a good price for what, like I said, especially now in this age where people want to have something locally cracked. Yeah. Be it if they're living in Charlotte and it's coming from Newton, at least it's like, hey, I can drive an hour up the road and go visit this place. Mm-hmm. And at least I'm, you know, giving money to something that's helping the state economy. Exactly. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so what would be now, you're here, what's the next couple steps? And, like, we saw your, we saw your, it's not, what, tasting room. Mm-hmm. So how are you guys going to, I guess, improve that and step that up? So if somebody came by on a random Thursday or Friday wanted to sit down and just sip on some whiskey. Because to me, I'm, how, how do you make a tasting room for liquor? When you can't where... serve more than a quarter ounce at a time. There you go. That's exactly it. Um, the plan is to, the Distillers Association of North Carolina has kind of banded together to work on lobbying the state government to change some of the laws. Um, right now, we just, the brunch bill just changed distillery yep. law to allow us to sell five bottles per person per year directly from the distillery. Okay. Um, and it used Wait, to be so you're telling one. me that like you could only like if I came into your distillery I could only buy one bottle a whole year and I have to get it from the ABC store? Uh now you can buy five bottles. Now you can, but it used <laughs> yeah. to only be one? Yeah. It used to only be one and before oh, wow. it was only one it was you can't buy it from the distillery at all. Wow. Um let alone so, but I, I can still things. only buy five bottles from you guys one per 365 days. Like, if you bought today... Straight from you, yeah. If you bought today, your 365 days would go until... Yeah. Next What's August the purpose 14th. of that? Yeah. I think to push it through the ABC system so that, so that the profit... Government. The government wants that money. That's why. Yeah, the state I mean, wants that money. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Which is cool. I mean, tons of people are employed through the ABC system. A lot of teachers work their part-time. That's a good answer. Like, no, but they do. I mean, <laughs> and teachers don't get paid enough as is. Like, yeah. so... If and for them, using them as an example, if they have a part-time job where they can actually, like, supplement their income enough to afford notebooks that a lot of parents won't buy their kids, yeah. then yeah. good. That's awesome. But at the same time, it really hinders the growth of our business in the state. Yes. Which I think is just a pill we have to swallow. If we got to the point where, through the Distillers Association, we could lobby the state government to change it to at least allow us to serve cocktails, yeah. you know, even well, if it's see, a limit that's... on cocktails... Awesome. And that's where I'm kind of thinking, like, you know, you go to a brewery or something or a bar and you sit down and you know you can be there for a couple hours because you can have a couple beers or a couple of beers. And there's a lot of music experience. and you can bring it's an experience. It's an experience. You bring it up. Yeah. Now, for you guys, I feel like that's tough because you can only serve right now a certain amount of ounces. Yeah. How are you going to keep people there for the experience to then want to order more? 
Yeah, because let's be honest, if you go to a brewery, the more you drink, the more likely you are to go home with stuff. Like that buy t-shirts or, just, or hats. But, but or, that as well is, is I, you know, I can order beers at the brewery. I yeah. feel like right now you guys can only give me those certain pours, but I couldn't order a cocktail from you guys. Is that in the plans to where you like, or is that still illegal? As it's illegal in the state. So okay. until the law changes in the state, we don't really have anything we can do. Yeah. The idea that we've talked about is to build a tasting room, yes. a bigger one that's set up for the eventual growth of okay. the industry. So ideally we would like to build about a 600 square foot tasting room with a nice bar and seats for people to sit at where we can display our gear. But at that tasting like room, that. will you be able to drink more than just the, not until the laws change. Gotcha. Feel free to reach out to your local <laughs> state legislator enough, and yeah. let them know that you'd like to have a mixed I mean, beverage. Yeah, out like of they the said if we were ever at an event, um, like we can't stop somebody from having a Coke in their hand and trying our thing and like taking a sip and throw or throwing it into their Coke. Or, yeah. like, we can't stop them, but we can't we serve can't serve them, them Coke. Yeah. Yes. And, and bourbon or whatever, whatever, whatever your mix is, yeah. or ice and bourbon yeah, for that so matter. Yeah. We just have like so. Which why wouldn't they want it diluted? You would think if it's like so controlled, like why couldn't you at least serve it over ice? One, that's going to take somebody longer to drink that quarter ounce serving they can get at a time, and yeah. two, the, like it it slows them down. They're going to be less drunk because they have water in it. But it just the way the law is written is so regimented and like almost fearful like yeah. when you read the legislation it's they're tough. like so afraid of like mother's ruin you know what yeah, I mean it's tough. like it, it's just the industry we so live how in. okay how are you guys going to combat these tough laws because like this is to me like I'm looking at it and, and like it's a daunting task I don't think combating it is the best we're not combating like, but like us. figuring out a way to get your product to that as a as a smaller spot yeah. going against these big the big boys which is tough it, that's what i'm saying is yeah. like if, if you if, you know to me i look at like if it was a smaller brewery you could at least go out there a lot easier and get your name out there here you have so many regulations what are the next steps you guys are going to take to kind of make sure people know how good your product is and to kind of piggyback off this question have you guys like has the idea crossed your mind of like going to a different state with the more lax um, alcohol rules in order to just to get your product on the shelves to make that money, you know? Yeah. Instead of doing the whole, like, the, wait and Based play. on market research and, like, looking at just craft distillers that have been successful in their growth and others who are failing and starting to lose their momentum, we really want to solidify our base in North Carolina first okay. because North Carolinians, we, we're very loyal to our yeah. state and the things that are made and crafted here, whether it be furniture or booze yeah. or beer or whatever else, you know, agriculture. So we really want to solidify our base here before we expand elsewhere. I mean, despite the fact that we have tons of friends in the state of South Carolina that are like, please come yeah. here, which is less of a controlled state, would be a lot easier for us to grow in South Carolina. But for us, North Carolina is our home. That's where we built our business. That's where our our fans yeah, are. I guess up. you could yeah, say, exactly. yeah, yeah for, there, as yeah. of right now. So we want it to so to be like, here first. So it's basically, but you're like, if you wanted to drive to Boone, or you wanted to drive to, uh, I don't know, Holden Beach, or out to the coast, or something. Mm -hmm. What's the sales pitch like? Are you like I said? Are you so you're not able to just pour somebody a quick sample and go, hey, try this. Would you like to order a case to just see if it sells in your restaurant? No. no. Okay. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you had beer, 
Yeah. You, if we if we were to have gone with a brewery, yeah, we could walk in and pretty yeah. much taste anybody anywhere. Or I mean, half the time you don't even have to taste anybody when it comes to beer. They're at least gonna buy like a six stole and yeah, throw it up and see how it sells. They can you can but, drop the price on. But beer what I would say is like like yeah like and that's what uh what it kills me on like helping you guys out is like if somehow <laughs> like it, that's what I'm saying it's like if if it was something I would you know I go out and I'll buy a couple bottles. Mm-hmm. And then pour it for my friends, and basically I just have to tell them, hey, go ask request it, this yeah. and ask for it. Your ABC store. So it's going to be a yeah, slow grind. Like, it's going to yeah, be a slow grind. It's more grind. word of mouth and, yeah. like, I think building brand awareness. Like I think that's I think are, that where it's just we are, what we make. Me saying it on a stance, I know you guys couldn't really rip the government because you're still trying to work with them, but I just think that it sucks. Oh, no, we think it sucks. Yeah. 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 It's, I mean, just, I, it's just we have to either learn to love and and. Of course. You know, mold ourselves to the regulations or just be angry every day. Yeah. And I think we're past the point of being angry. Well, yeah, being, being angry, angry doesn't get you anywhere no. just hurting yourself on yeah. that. It's a love-hate yeah. relationship with yeah. the government. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. And the federal government, outside of, like, getting your federal license, doesn't really regulate your ability to sell in and outside of your own state. So yeah. that's really, like, state... Each state has different legislation in regard to how you can market spiritus liquor and sell it and get it to restaurants and and brand it for market. Yeah. So, I mean, if we were to have opened it in Colorado, we could have a restaurant attached to it, a cocktail menu, yeah. like all this so, other yeah, stuff. So what's the next steps in Newton to get me, if I'm, if I'm living in Newton yeah. and I'm like, okay, it's a Friday night. I want something to do with my sweet thing or whatever. I, we're all of age. I want to go sip on some bourbon. What are you guys going to bring? So I would go, instead of going to the bar, I would want to come and hang out at your distillery. Right now, we want people to go to the bars. Okay. Because it has to move through the ABC system for us to keep our products listed and able to be sold. Gotcha. Okay. But I think for, like, at least once we're, like, in production, I think that it will... I mean, I'm a hands-on learner, and, like, I like to see things working rather than being told how it works. Yes. Um, and I think that that's like kind of intriguing to people that are interested in that kind of stuff. So I think that it might not bring them back like a fifth or sixth time, but if they have family friends or friends that come in town, they'll be like, let's, you you should totally figure out how distilleries work and how Mm -hmm. distilling works and all of that stuff. And you guys will be able to give tours and show you like, oh, this is Mm -hmm. where this is. Yeah. And I think that, yeah. Like, and we hope to like be able to do it where like you can touch the grain. I mean, maybe not like. I mean, we might have like stuff in gloves, yeah, yeah gloves, or, well, you could have a, you or could like have... in a mason jar near the. Yeah, hey, exactly. Yeah, you wouldn't have the grains. Like something to be tangible, or so you can smell it and yeah. bite into it. And... So, so basically, what you're saying, okay, now I'm saying this more clear. A distillery is not a brewery. Yes, they're different. But if a you know how to make beer, you can make whiskey. A distillery is more, in in your eyes, it's more of like this is a museum. Yeah. And. and in a way, versus a brewery is where you could come drink, see all the things done. So, like, they're just two different things. Mm-hmm. Okay. At this point, the way the laws are written, you yeah. have to view it that way. And the, the cool thing about distilling is, yeah, beer's been around since the dawn of time. Like, it's been around since people were, yeah. before we were actually, like, homo sapiens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But if you know how to make a beer mash or wort, then you know how to make a whiskey mash. Yeah. You're just... It's just being distilled versus brewed. Yeah. So it comes off at a higher ABV. The thing about, I think, whiskey is that what prohibition did to the liquor industry 
made it almost nostalgic and people really are intrigued by how liquor is made because it's so high proof because it's it was you know not allowed to be consumed yeah. for so long and it was such an under the rug uh what well, is still past that, time i guess it's still that same it's, it's why there's people who are still moonshine yeah one because these laws are stupid and that's coming from me not coming from you guys who work on the government <laughs> But two, it's still like you said, it's an art, it's a craft mm-hmm. to where, and it's still so and hard it's so to much get cheaper to. to make it on your own and have no one. Of course, like, it is. Ruling Anytime you make something about the government getting yeah. a piece of it, yeah. it's, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's cheaper. It's you have like honestly yeah. a little bit more control, but you also have this. There's this unknown yeah. kind of factor to it when you're making it in the woods. Yeah, I mean. Three hours and a mash could turn sour. So, you know, yeah. if you're leaving in the woods, you know, suspended in trees, you can't get back to your session time where you could have just lost $400, $500 in yeah. ingredients. Wow. Yeah. And that's on the cheap side, you know? Yeah, yeah, So could you kind of, you know, for people who don't know how, like, whiskey or liquor in general is made, can you kind of, like, break down, like, the steps and the process and the sure. things that go into it? Either one. Y'all can do a joint <laughs> effort or... So, the first step is to make your mash. So yeah. you put it in the mash tun or Your what? mash is like the mixture of ingredients. Your grain and water that gets all so heated up a, and mixed together. For, and for a bourbon, what goes in the mash? Well, it has to be at least 51% corn. Okay. And then really you can do whatever else whatever. you want. You can do all corn. You can do three different kinds of corn. You can do corn and wheat and barley. Yeah. Corn like and barley and rye. Is corn. corn. For y'all, let's go y'all. Y'all's okay. bourbon, what's going in that, to the mash? It's just it's corn. It's 64%. Corn. Okay. And then I'm gonna get these numbers wrong. I can just feel it in my bones. And then it's I think it's 14% barley, and the rest is rye. Okay. Um, which gives it that spicy smokiness. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, so sorry, I, I, I love no. details. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when you, you you don't have to give your your uh, secrets away, but like when you're deciding where to get these ingredients from, are you going on based on how this is going to taste, or this is the best value? Kind of both. I mean, you want the best taste for the best value and and the most you can get because you want your product to be consistent. So despite the fact that you may find this like premium, delicious grain or corn from somewhere else, if it's top dollar and you can only get a limited amount of it every year and you're wanting to produce in bulk, which is right now what we're doing, just trying to get our products out there, it, it's, it's kind of a moot point, even though it's delicious and fantastic because you can't get enough of it to sell enough of it and make enough of it. So it's kind of, it's kind of a catch-22. It just really depends on if you're looking for what product you're looking for, where it's grown, where you're located, what you can get access to, what the cost is, how much is freight <laughs> if you have to ship it from somewhere. Because shipping it from California or Canada is going to be more expensive for us than getting it from North Carolina. Yeah. But if North Carolina farmers can't grow enough corn or or wheat or barley or rye for us to produce our products, then we can't. Go elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. How long's the mash got to sit for? Um, well, the mash has to ferment, and that's really what takes the longest. Okay. So you can make your mash in one day. I mean, 8 to 12 hours, I would assume, depending on the scale of what your mash ton is. Like, ours is 600 gallons. So that should we should be able to mash it in a day, maybe two, and then put it in the fermenters. Okay. Um, and then that's where you pitch your yeast, and you wait for it to start to poop out alcohol because that's what alcohol is it's yeast poop and it is yeah. I mean it's kind of disgusting but that's what it is it's kind of cool too and then once that's fermented you toss it into the still 
as carefully as possible. <laughs> Probably shouldn't use tossed. But, and then that takes about 10 to 12 hours, depending on how hot you're running your still, how much you're trying to get off of it, what proof you're trying to get it to come off the still at. So it's, it's probably, I would say, on all about a, anywhere from four to eight week process. Yeah, depending on how long, how long you want yeah. to sit. Yeah. Wow. And, and, and that's that all getting your it choice. into the barrel. Before it's into the barrel. Okay. Yeah. So once it comes off the barrel. Or off the uh, still, then you have to proof like it down to barrel proof. have to be proofed down to a certain proof um, before it can go into uh, barrel and, and most of the time you want to proof it down to a certain proof before it goes into a barrel because otherwise the alcohol will decant off of it uh, the higher the proof the more likely it is to evaporate okay um, and also you're gonna see more loss once it comes out of the barrel so if you want to kind of keep almost as much product as you put into the barrel you're gonna want to proof it down to about 125 proof like today mom and dad were telling me that they just got back from doing the bourbon or part of the bourbon shell and there's a place I forget what distillery they said but there was a place that did rest of their bourbon for 16 years and they're like guess how much do you would get off of a 53 gallon barrel well, typically we get about 300 bottles off of a 53 gallon barrel that, yeah that's after they're pushed down to bottle proof. Uh, yeah. yeah once it's proofed down and they with it resting for 16 years they only got 96 bottles out of it wow. yeah. so because they're selling it just in their time. store because yeah. it it, you can't off the barrel. It's, it's like barrel. one of those things you got to figure out how long do you want to set it to get the amount lose. of it. You can lose it. Well, and the yeah. longer it decants, that's why it gets so much smoother. It's yeah. not only that it sits on oak longer, it's also that you lose that hard yeah, alcohol. Yeah, like you said, you only get 96 bottles out of it. Yeah, and all that hard alcohol. You can do that when you're out there producing hundreds of millions of dollars and you're, yeah. you're, you're not Oh, you know, yeah. Living, it's like living. the guy that we were talking about that put his barrels on the boat, which boat, is fantastic yeah. to get it to touch the barrel constantly and exactly. never sit too long. But who who the hell has enough money to put all their booze on a boat and pray to pray to gods that a hurricane doesn't come through and like take all their yeah. product or yeah. Yeah. some hungry homeless people? I don't know. Her thirsty homeless people. <laughs> 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 but, but you know, like I mean that that to me just seems like almost a, more of a risk than what you could get out of it unless you have enough money to pay yeah. for like security and your federal taxes. And your federal taxes. Yeah. If you owe it, if you make it. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it, you, it makes it to a ball or not. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and the new tax bill may have screwed everyone else personally, but it it actually worked out really well for distilleries. It took our uh, proof gallon tax from thirteen dollars a gallon to thirteen fifty a gallon to two seventy. So in, so instead of paying two almost three dollars a bottle in federal tax, now we're paying like fifty seven cents a yeah. bottle. Well, that's definitely good then. Yeah. Which is that helpful is. for us. I mean yeah. oh, thank God. of course they attach all the like distilling like laws, things that are good for us to like bills that like screw somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind, of, it's kind of like you're still stuck in that like prohibition stigma in a way. Like just to get good distillery laws to pass something bad has yeah. to happen on the other side of partisanship. Yeah. So what's the what's the next step for you guys? I know you growth. we mentioned yeah well growth but like you've got what October twentieth is that the big date yeah. for like is that a grand opening grand opening yeah. yeah okay so what can people expect from the grand opening? Um, well, yeah, yeah, this is all fingers crossed. So okay, fair enough. Fair like enough. Rules and all, but um, we had to have some uh, live music and some food trucks, and and maybe some local vendors or yeah, just anything to get people to stay around or hang out because that's the yeah. only way we can like. 
and then the and then we'll have the question. stills running. Yeah, going yeah. back to the original one. question, we can't. You're not only going to stay so long where you can only drink a, a quarter ounce. Yeah, quarter ounce, time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, okay, I'm going to get a little bored after an hour exactly. of being here. Of course, that's it. So exactly. we're hoping to do all of that and like grab people's attention with the music and let people hang out. And now, course, will you be able to sell bottles there? We can sell as bottles long as they as haven't long bought. As they fall yeah. into the five bottles per person per year. Gotcha. And we have to record all that information and keep it on hand. For and they the obviously just a. They cannot open the bottles while on site. No. Okay. Yeah. Just cover that basically. <laughs> no. Sure, yeah. Well, yeah. technically, you're not even supposed to have an un- or open bottle in your car. And yes. I didn't know well, that really, honestly, until we were talking about going on the road. Being bad. Yeah. And we were going on the road. And you're technically, it has to be sealed with the, yeah. like, some kind of seal. Like, even, that's why I'm weird, weirded out that people let you leave with wine from restaurants because you're not yeah. like a cork back, back, yeah, back in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's not sealed. I don't know, but yeah. So you're not like, yeah. We definitely can't say like. Yeah. So like, if we were to taste somebody at a restaurant, we have to keep coverings with us and the heat gun to reseal it. Like, let me borrow your outlet really fast. Like, and reseal it and put it, and it cannot be within arm's reach. So, we both drive SUVs, so our trunks open. It's not like it's separate. So we still have to put it like all the way in our trunk and. You know, kind of hope. So you're saying if you go into, like, say, you port at a restaurant, you'd have to make sure it's arm's reach and it's sealed back up by the time you're heading back to wherever you're going. Yeah, which Um, is why we've looked into doing mini bottles because and not listing them at the state, so they won't be for sale in ABC stores. But it's something we can use, like, either to attach to our 750s, like, to attach to our fists as like a. Hey, here's a little extra treat for you. Yeah, you know? so if you bought the make, will you get the ride? Oh yeah, yeah. Try, yeah. Well, I mean, like, and then we can leave them at restaurants and bars, as and as long as it somewhere on the label says like for sample only. Gotcha. And they can t- they can taste it. Going after into the a liquor store and you see a little mini bottle hanging, you're typically gonna you're gonna be like, what's free? It's like free. Yeah, like when you when you see something that's like ten dollars plus two fifty shipping, but then you see something that's twelve fifty plus free shipping. What do you go? Everybody goes for the free shipping. Yeah, and it's the same. It's the same price. I put bottles back before just because yeah. I saw one. A different one, yeah, with bottle. an extra or like something extra attached to it. Or yeah. so Ulysses has a glass. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. All right, so we'll get to our spot now. I think we've covered a good little bit. Yeah. Now it's as we just said, Jeeves. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. I've been a couple weeks off. We'll eat yeah. over over there. <laughs> so it's going to be the warehouse distiller. <laughs> Escape 109, no cook. This is, we, we've, we've removed the triple whammy sauce because Tyler's taking a little break from it right now, focusing on the Queen City Wings the restaurant, which you should if you're in Charlotte, go check that place out. But this is a notebook that's got questions rated from G to X. Bailey's going to pick one, Andy's going to pick one. Pick one that's not checked. If it's got a name to it, read the name. I know it's kind of confusing because the Sharpie gives it off, but hopefully you can figure out if it's checked or not. Okay. While she's going to pick a question, do a little housekeeping. As I mentioned, Queen City Wings, they're special. They're, <laughs> Sorry. Oh, geez, you're still brushing them off. There it is. Uh, the, the Queen City Wings special this week is lemon pepper wings, six for seven fifty, and that comes with fries. So go, go tell Tyler we sent you there. That's the special. Cheeks, I know black people love lemon pepper wings. I actually don't. That's you don't. So it's my mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's a note. The other people were there. 
I love lemon pepper wings. I love lemon pepper wings. Everybody loves lemon pepper wings, except for Cheeks. So I'm completely wrong with what I said and the people that are sitting here. My apologies. I know Duvall loves women put lemon pepper wings when he's listening to this. He also loves the... Oh, I like this question. Uh, crack fries. Okay, I didn't know where you were going with he also loves, so I'm glad you went with crack fries and not anything else. What are crack else. fries? Crack fries are when you basically... We we make them from when we watch football games at Ceno. You got your regular French fries, your Odada fries. You throw some uh, cayenne pepper seasoning or Cajun seasoning on them. Then you also throw bacon bits and your cheese and then you can throw your sour cream on top. And you put that all in the oven. Well, sour cream goes after the fact. We put that all in the oven. <laughs> yeah, that And let that, let that puppy sit. And we call it crack fries. And then you have ranch to dip it in. You call it crack fries. It's like one of those things where you, you dip a little bit. And you're like, oh, I'm good. But you just keep going back to the yeah. well. Until you realize you ate way too much <laughs> than you should you know, you should have. So, on top of that, we also got our Pick'em League, which is back up. It's on Yahoo. The ID is 8015. Password is beards, all lowercase. And as we were saying earlier, we're now teaming up with the Warehouse Distillery. We are going to take one of their empty bottles that we have that uh, Jerry and his mom has already finished one whole bottle since she bought it from like a week ago. <laughs> yeah, Candy. Exactly. <laughs> and we're going to turn that into a trophy. Um, we're going to make that either. I'm going to either put like one of my old from Pop Warner Days trophy heads on the top of it. We'll uh, put the previous winners on the back. And then whoever wins the Pick'em League. We will give them that trophy, and we'll have a different amount of prize pack. These ladies will come up with I mean, That trophy doesn't get handed out until February, yeah. so we'll have yeah. plenty of time to figure out. And we're definitely brainstorming exactly. what, what we want. Ideas. It's not going to be It's not going to be shitty. I mean, there's not enough yeah. for that. I was going to say crappy, but it just doesn't do yeah. justice. No, and, I, and like I said, as we were talking about rules and regulations earlier, they can't directly give us liquor bottles, and we don't expect that because we're not trying to break any laws there. But they can, I think you said, what, a gift certificate possible or not – or a certificate to where you could, they could give it to us and we'll give it to you to take to the distillery and redeem a bottle from mm-hmm. them. Legally, yeah. all that kind of, I think, we think that we, that's... And we'll look more into that too. We'll look more into that, but again, we got till February. Yeah. If, if, if that's the case, if not, we'll have the And if we're feeling really generous, yeah, we could always throw in like a t-shirt or Exactly, t-shirts or glasses or, and even, I think you And guys, if they win by like a landslide, I feel like we can give them like something better, like if they work harder for yeah, it, you know? Exactly. So, like I said, and they'll have a cool trophy. We'll take pictures with all that. And then we'll end up, we also have a spot for a trophy for our March Madness uh, game that everybody usually pick, you know, participates in, even if you don't even know anything about college basketball. We'll do another trophy that would be more basketball-centric, and we'll hand it out, and they'll have certain things that go with that as well. Again, that's February and April that those prizes yep. get passed out, so no worries on that. We'll brainstorm. And we'll also have other... You know, Queen City Wings will throw in something. Escape, Escape 109. Gavin told me a um, Carolina Blue Cigars wants to throw in for a prize pack. So it's free to sign up of all of our fantasy games. Yep. Be it the one <laughs> that I just got, mentioned. A nice prize pack coming. Be it the Survivor fantasy game we do. Be it the Game of Thrones death pool that we do. It's free, free, free. And you end up winning prizes that you might as well just sign up and try, even if you know nothing about it, because yep. it's cool, awesome prizes that you can get. And if it's somebody like Cheeks who wins, we will ship it out to them or wait till it gets back here. No matter where you are, if it's somebody like Alex who's living in Seattle now, I'll pay for it to get shipped out. If it's the bourbon or whatever, like I said, we'll, we can cater the prize back to the person who wins because we don't want to, you know, all that kind of stuff. I mentioned Survivor. Survivor, our Survivor fantasy game starts back again September. in September. Yep. So get ready for that. Study up. 
And I think uh, I think I'm pretty covered on the housekeeping stuff there. I got yeah, I got a small beef to pick with y'all that I'm caught up yet. Okay. Uh, so yeah. the episode where y'all read the questions from the book, yeah. I had a question there about Austrian or yeah, we had no idea what that Keynesian. Means. Yeah, Keynesian. It's Keynesian. Oh, okay, Keynesian. Okay. What is economic? That? It's yeah. it's economic stuff. I and don't know what yeah. economics the is. fact that that that, that y'all butchered Keynesian. We did. Did that hurt your feelings? It did a little, little bit. I can tell. But I think I, know. I don't think it, I don't think whoever yeah. asked, which one which one's better is it? The I don't Austrian? see it here and I feel it depends <laughs> on what you're into. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we understood Keynes what the question was asking. More what you see the government do now. Yeah, but because I googled it after the fact and I was I couldn't remember if I answered it right or wrong. But yeah, no no one knew. So. No one knew what that question was trying I'm to ask. Can't continue economics class. I'm disappointed. Cheeks, as you know, as we all know, we grew up in North Carolina education system. Our civics and economic classes in high school are atrocious and terrible. Like, I don't... I had a football class. I don't think I ever learned economics in civics and economics. Yeah, it it was bad. Yeah. I feel like my teacher mostly played, like, really bad versions of Jeopardy in that class. Yeah. (laughs) North Carolina system, education system. It's top top notch. Yeah. Top notch. They pay our teachers so low that they just show us Disney movies. So we can get by. Yeah. That's why four out of five people in this room went to UNCG. This, <laughs> everyone should yeah. go look at the Kazian Cross when you get what a chance. What is that? Where is that from? It's, is that a country? No, it's... Yeah. It's... Yeah. I'm not going to explain it. Yeah, it's... It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's fun for me. Is but. it like an ancient civilization? No. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. Cheeks is the only person who knows Did you find a question yet? I think so. I'm kind okay. of between two. And they're both about alcohol. Imagine That's okay. that. And I will say, actually, I forgot to mention, okay. you guys made us some excellent cocktails Yes. Tonight. What were the cocktails that you made us? Well, we made mules. Okay. I mean, I, it was like... I, some of us drank the I rye. feel like to call it a cocktail, like for me, it's like... over it. <laughs> she, cut that, she cut that line like a champ. Yeah. yeah. So wait, but are you guys going to end up like... I feel like you got to come up with a name for your mules. Like you yeah, gotta, you gotta like mark well, it. Well, so your a couple of them are made with a rye, and then some of them are made with a bourbon. I'm a little upset that you didn't bring that blueberry joint that you guys were. Oh, the blackberry on the, one, yeah. The blackberry yeah. that you guys were pumping on social media all week. The problem is that like blackberries <laughs> that I've like gotten here recently have been so tart that it's okay. really hard to make like a sweeter okay. lemonade with tart. But I, I, I think you gotta start. I'll make it for you one day. Okay, that's fine. Okay, <laughs> we've got the hookups now. We'll, we'll be able to start collaborating yeah. more. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like you got to start putting some patents or something on some drinks and just start blasting them out so on social media. So we're going to start doing this thing called hour. Tuesday Tuesday. And okay. every other Tuesday, like we're going to post a cocktail recipe. There we go. Perfect. With a picture and what the recipe will be and how that's, you can make it at home. That sounds, that sounds, that sounds pretty good. So we started, we did our first one last week. With the blackberry whiskey, right? No. no, it was the, we had already, I hadn't posted that one yet yeah. with the recipe necessarily. But we did the a, a bourbon amaretto punch and we used Oak City amaretto from Raleigh. Um, huge shout out to them. They're actually trying to get like a grant right now. He's a Navy, uh, he's in the Navy and he's, or Air Force or something. And he's trying to get a grant to help him grow his distillery. Yeah. Um, and it's his grandma's recipe. It's like one of the best amarettos I've ever had. We have one of the best bourbons I've ever had, whether I'm biased or not. And so I figured why not make a cocktail out of that? And I used fresh lemon juice, fresh lime juice, fresh orange juice. And the recipe I found called for uh, maraschino cherry juice, but I said, screw that. We're going to do maraschino cherry liqueur. Mm-hmm. So I got a liqueur, made it boozier, and we drank it like that, and it was delicious. Awesome. Nice. That sounds good. And then topped it with ginger beer. Okay. Nice. I like yeah. that. Yeah, but if you sounds don't like ginger beer or ginger ale, you could always use soda water or yeah. 
not use it at all. Yeah. All right, what's your okay. question? What you got? Okay, if you didn't have to work for money... Oh, this is from Corey W. Am I supposed okay. to say that? Okay. Yep. If you didn't have to work for money, what would you drink every day? Alcohol. In parentheses. This is an easy sponsor question for me. It would be... Boundary Street. <laughs> Next Jeeps. I'm really confused with the, what, like, what If you didn't have to... If you didn't have to pay for it, what would you drink? Okay, okay. Yes. If you didn't have to pay for the drink, though, Rich? Yes, if you didn't have to pay for any booze, like... And you don't have to work, so you yes. can just get drunk all day long, yes. what would you choose to drink? Yes. If price was not... Grab a mixture, hand her a marker so she can mark, oh. check that one off. There's one, right one in the cup. Yeah. There's one in the cup. Jeez, yeah. what she got? Think I'd have to. This is very easy, Jeebs. This is very easy. No, There's it's three. Not. Pick, pick unbiasedly. No, pick biasedly. <laughs> Jeebs, this is very easy. I'd ha- I'd have to go with orange citrus from Ass Clown. Because that came the first thing came to my mind. Okay, it's a beer from Asquatch. So a company man, I get that. All right. <laughs> all right. I mean, all, all so three things are good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but if you had to drink something every day, I get it. He's more of a beer guy. I I'd like to rather have beer all day long. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. You know, all my answer there. Uh, I would say like unlimited amounts of wine. <laughs> Uh, that's terrible. Terrible. She's, and a pino, she's a Pinot or a Cab Yeah, Pinot Noir is my preferred, but I like Cab too. What's your favorite Cab? Honestly, anything that's like affordable. Under $15. So, <laughs> okay, yeah. If I don't have to worry about money, it would probably be expensive stuff. Yeah. I'd probably be like mayo. Right, but what's your go-to, like, if you're going to like the grocery fancy. store, what's your go-to? Like, if I'm spending Like money. for an anniversary. Yeah. yeah, I would buy a mayo me. Well, hopefully the sweet thing's like front the money for the anniversary. <laughs> What are you telling your boyfriend no, to pick he, up from the grocery store? I just for your tell him to get red wine and okay, so fair enough. He picks up you're cab easy, though because he drinks cab. Okay, so like I'll drink whatever. Okay, he yeah. always gets me the high proof alcohol. So I can yeah, he doesn't. Sounds like he wants to good he night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's the funniest I, thing I about me. I respect that game. Nothing wrong with that. But he doesn't. He won't pay attention to the price. He's like, I got the one of those fourteen percent. He don't worry about price. He worry about late night. It tastes awful. Nobody's gonna want to drink it. He's like, who cares? It's fourteen percent. Once you get past some first one glasses, the taste is all I put Well, no, but see, somebody opens wine around our family, so if it's ever like a yeah. family thing, somebody opens wine, and it's just like gone. Proof, you start moving closer on the couch, everything's, you're good to go. I'm going to keep it at that. <laughs> Cheese, what you got? Go on, call in 25. Okay. Oh, that's a good choice. Every day, all day. Yeah, I could drink scotch, like, yeah. Yeah. Cheese a big scotch guy. Mine's gin. Do, okay. I, do I need a certain brand? Sure. I would say right now probably conniption from Durham Distillery um, until I make gin, and then it'll probably be mine. Okay. But theirs is like, I mean, it's one of the better gins I've ever had, and if it wasn't conniption, it would be Aria Gin out of Portland, which was like, holy crap, blue, mm-hmm. blew me, like, I, my mind was mush after I tried yeah. that gin. I, I couldn't fathom how they could make a product that good. They should write that down for me. Yeah. Aria? Yeah. Yeah. Aria, like from it's made by Martin Ryan in the story in Portland. I don't think they're here in North Carolina. They're in ten different states. They're not in North Carolina yet. I have a friend who lives in Portland. I saw him get it like shipped to you. Well, he's going up there and coming back down. Oh yeah. Tell so, him to go get some. Seriously, it's delicious. Or like any I think they're all over uh Oregon. And it's so They're good. in ten different states, that's all I know, but they're mm-hmm. not towards they're the not east coast yet. yet. Nice. Um two guys, one guy former bartender, the other guy lawyer that just decided to quit their jobs and start a distillery. Way it goes. It's yeah. like the Tito's. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, but he's like a billionaire now. Well, yeah, but he started in, in his basement, and his friends were like, dude, this is like He really slept good. on the floor of the distillery for the first year. Yeah, because he sold everything. Yeah. Really? Yeah, him and his dog basically slept grind, in the man. distillery. Wow. Texas products. I was thinking about Texas, if you throw like a state flag on, on, on anything, people are like, oh, this is probably good. I feel like that's North Carolina, too. You throw the North Carolina flag on something. Although sometimes I'm a little befuddled by the free frequent use of the confederate flag in North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, you gotta stay away from that. 2018. <laughs> yeah, 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 I think you're alienating a lot of the market now in 2018. Yeah, like, why would you... Why would you So there's that? a brand out of Charleston that has, uh, like, the confederacy and, like, images. And it's a really cool label, because, like, you turn it around, you can, like, see this, like, yeah. panorama image. But it's called... It's called Dixie. Great vodka. Yeah. But it's marketed... I, I feel like... Uh, I feel like... It's marketed for 19... 19- yeah, 40. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like you probably have a strong customer base just because there's still a lot of crazy racist people out there, but... Or people are like, no, it's about states' rights. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, you gotta, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just a bad move. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Our liquor prices in Texas are so much cheaper. Your liquor prices, your property prices, yeah. your building prices. But your beer prices, prices are higher. Beer prices are... Are they? Yes. And they sell more to you. Yeah. Well, there's a lot what? of people. Like, we don't have... The 30 racks. Yeah, the 30 oh. racks. Dirty, but it still breaks out at a higher price. So it's yep. really like not that cool. Like per ounce. Yeah. 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 It's like twenty five dollars for thirty beers of Nicole Ultra. What? Yeah. For water. Yeah. Water. So I like to call. I, you said <laughs> that water doesn't give me a hangover. Yeah. Okay. So I used to call Mick Ultra when I was a bartender. I used to call it Basic Bitch Ultra because everybody that comes into the bar to order it would. And, and I'm one, I, so I feel like I can say that, right? Because I'm a basic bitch. But everybody that would come in and order it would be that. There I, are so many times I messed up, and people would be like, I'll take a McUltra. I'd be like, one bitch ultra. Whoop. Whoop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, that's sorry. The, that's the new mixed drink. Yeah, yeah, it's like a sorry. super delicious beer cocktail. Yeah, a lot of an extra beer, and it'll be all right. Yeah. Luckily, it's usually loud loud enough in bars, and people are intoxicated enough that, that is, that's like close enough that they yeah. like don't hear it. But then your other bartenders hear you, and they're like, yeah. did you just... Say that in front of a customer. You're like, oh, should probably use that less often. They're fine. Yeah. Andy, what you got? Uh, these are really funny. <laughs> I don't know. I found one and then it went away. Okay, like you didn't like, save your space? Yeah. Or? They just they eat just up and disappear sometimes on this question. You just never know. <laughs> it's a magic number. Yeah. Some disappear. You don't know. I mean, back here somewhere. Are you sure? Sorry. No, you're good. No worries. So Andy's like super handy. Like she, her boyfriend's a contractor, but she can like make things like crafty things like at the drop of a hat. I tried to write on our chalkboard one day and it was the most atrocious artwork a five-year-old has ever attempted to do. (laughs) And Andy like erased it in like five minutes had like this really cute like come on in tours and tastings like arrow this way okay. and I was like how did that how did you it took me an hour to do that whole <laughs> job and you just 15 minutes you're done that's kind of like, how it goes right yeah everybody's good at something yeah hopefully that's about all uh, you can ask that's her boyfriend you can ask her boyfriend what's Andy's favorite hobby and he'll say cleaning but like, Nick, that's not a hobby nope <laughs> what's your favorite thing to clean 
because it's always dirty. Well, I mean, when you have 17 dogs living in there, I can only believe that. <laughs> we only have one, and we have one cat, but I also have a boyfriend, oh. which is... Oh, oh shade! <laughs> <laughs> see if he's listening this far into it. There we go. <laughs> you better make sure he listens. This is really hard, and I can't find that question. What did it start with? Um, what? Who? It was about Where? alcohol, but... Was it the one about prohibition? No. Oh, I saw that one. I was There's one more about prohibition? Well, it says... I, should, I can't. Go ahead and ask okay. it. Yeah, while she's okay. looking. It, it says, uh, if you were alive during prohibition, would you have followed the law and not drank, or would you have continued to drink? Is and, like, risk it? That? I don't know. I just thought, and I thought that was interesting. I, I feel like the only way you'd follow the law is if you hadn't drank. Or you were stupid. Oh, for sure. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and like a square. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But once you get that Speaking taste. Either, that would be so cool. That's what I'm saying. Once you get that taste, I feel like you'd have to. And you're like, this is illegal. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, my friends are probably like, hey, man, we're going down to the creek tonight. Yeah. Like, oh, no, nah, man, I'm good. I'm staying with, with, with the wife. Especially back then when there was nothing to do. Yeah, there wasn't like no, no TV, yeah. there wasn't no cell phones, no, ga- no video no games. Ga- like it was just like, like you said, sit at the house. Did they even have board games back then. I mean, I'm sure they had some type of board game slash outside like game, like life or apps. something like that. Not even life, it'd be like hopscotch or something. <laughs> and you just have to find, yeah, like you'd be like, oh yeah, let's just, let's just go down by the river and let's just hang out because yeah. It, by candlelight, if not, you're just sitting at the house and you're going to sleep at 7 p.m. You know, I bet they had like really well. I guess if you couldn't have booze in your house, how could you have kick-ass dinner parties? But I was gonna say, I bet they had like really cool like dinner party get-togethers. Yeah. But if you don't have like cocktails, what's the point of a dinner yeah. well, party? Like during that time, uh, the the bar was seen as a way for like men to get together and like not yeah, women do allowed. any work related. It was it was like that. That was their escape at that time. Yeah. Because women, like, I don't agree with these views, but, like, they had a Their specific role. Yeah. Like, to be at the house, take care of the kids. Do the and, laundry, like, prepare the food. They had their time during the day to, like, link up with their girls or things like that. But and The guys were out working. Yeah. That's why the bars and came around. normally that time, like, your job sucked. Like, no matter who you were. Yeah, you were, like, a sucked. coal miner yeah. or industrial so, stuff and... Your fun was the bar. Yeah. Yeah. So that bar got shut down. Got put underground. Yeah. They got shut down above ground. Yeah, shut down above ground. Yeah. (laughs) The sign on the door said closed, but come on in. Yeah. They didn't know about the below ground one. You know what's crazy to me, though, is that, like, women actually... Play, have played a key role in distillation and brewing since like the the dawn of time. That's like one of the reasons the Salem witch trials came about. That's where the the cauldron comes from. Like the smoking cauldron was women brewing, mm. and so they were considered witches because they were giving ale to people who that was you know when temperance had started way back when, and they didn't want people to drink because people were drunks and mm-hmm. sleeping with the pigs and things like that. So oh. they made women who made beer basically to keep their families alive because either their husband had died from drinking or they had had a child out of wedlock which made them un- unmarriable. I feel like a lot of people died on just stuff that was like curable yeah. so easily now like oh strep like a cold or a cold. Yeah. yeah. So like yeah. Hey, did you find a question? Yeah I guess. I didn't <laughs> find the one I was looking for but. Okay. Okay what's the biggest lie you've been caught in involving people who you are close to? Oh. Who oh. Close get messy tonight. <laughs> <laughs> who put that in there? 
It doesn't have a name. Uh, what's the biggest lie you've been caught in? Involving people who you are close to, who are close oh, to you. Oh, God. Jeez, the biggest lie saying? you've ever been caught in. So you don't have to That's say anything like you haven't. It's true. It's <laughs> Did you find the boost question? She said boobs or butt. That one's always rotates in and out. Depends on the crowd. I was going to do dog or cat, but I feel like that's not like the question you wanted to ask. A lot that I've been caught in. I know. I know what mine is. All right, go ahead. Go ahead, yeah. Andy's ninth birthday, I, or no, you're like seventh or eighth birthday, because I was like nine, I got the task of carrying in her birthday cake, because our grandpa used to make everybody birthday cakes. Yeah. And on the way into the house, I tripped and dropped her cake, like, pop, down in the cake thing. And I ran into the kitchen, and I flipped it back up, and I looked at it, and it was really fucked up. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, my parents are going to murder me. It's my sister's birthday cake. So I just didn't tell anyone, except for Andy, one of Andy's friends that was, like, at her birthday party. Is this, like, you just now, like, revealed this? Like, no, like, I got caught red-handed yeah, yeah, because yeah. they went to open the cake later. <laughs> and they knew you carried it in. And they knew I carried it in, yeah. so there was, like, no way for me to, like... <laughs> Yeah, they were like, and mom like opened it to put like candles on it, and I was like standing in the kitchen. And I remember like I started to walk out really slow, and she could tell like before she even took it off, and she was like, "Bang!" It's all the ice was on the top. <laughs> I was like, yeah. "Oh no!" Yeah. I was like, "She knows." And then she was like, "How dare you? You could have told me this three hours ago, and we could have fixed your sister's birthday cake." And I was like, "But I don't want to get in trouble." I think but, I'll pay you. Back. I can't really think of a big lie right now, but mine. I'm gonna. I don't know if you you guys probably do remember though. Went before the unlimited plans on cell phones, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember talking to the girl I was dating at that time, and it was like, all oh, the time. all the time, right? And so like, and text messages were only like, you only had like 100. 500 or 100, <laughs> but that that only that like that was, but that meant you send one and you get one. That's, and that's two, two. yeah. <laughs> so like, my parents were like, yo, you need to stop, like, you're gonna hit your limit, and I was like, there's no way. I know this isn't really a lie thing, but this is the only thing I can think of. But I was like, no, there's no way I'm going to hit it. Oh, I hit it. <laughs> and I hit it like $700 over. $700? Yeah. And I thought like, okay, I went over. Like I was going to be cool. They were going to make me pay it. No, 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 no. Because I had a part-time job. They made me go straight to the bank and take that money out of my account. And <laughs> so like all thing. the money you had? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I, to me, I guess, and I'm thinking is to, to put it back on the lie thing was in my mind, I was like, "There's no way." They'll know it's I kept me. T- it's it's yeah. me, and I'm gonna hit it. And that, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll go with that story there. Mommy, our mom used to go crazy over data plans. She oh. would like text us like, "Get off the internet, disconnect yeah. your internet." And they had the flip phones. You could get on the internet and like get on your oh. your MySpace. Yeah. On the internet, on your little flip phone, and she'd be like, "Who who was on the internet on their phone?" Yeah. We'd be like, I don't know. Maybe you write yourself, and it wasn't us. I don't know. Cheeks. I think for me, uh, the well, so the first two times, okay, the only two times. Wait, I've got one lie two times. Well, they they kind of link. <laughs> well, it's, it's 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 one lie kinda. Kinda. Uh, so one lie that grew. I got two drinking tickets <laughs> a week apart. <gasps> yeah. <gasps> and they sent us up to, to the house. Like, you know, like the Tigger, lawyer Tigger stuff, dress. Yeah. you know? And so my mom was like, so what happened? I was like, oh, I just got a speeding ticket. Uh, my friend's dad's a lawyer. He told me if I gave his kids some bass <laughs> lessons, he'll take care of it. Because my mom, like, I'm just, I'm just going to go to court and do what I need to do. Well, 
I go off, come, come back home. I was like, hey, come on, come to my room for a second. I'm like, okay, cool. And she went online to find my court date and what I had done and printed it off. And she was like, can you explain this? Okay. And I like, look at oh, it. Oh, damn. And I'm like. Ice cold. Oh. <laughs> well, you see what happened was, and there's no way I could tell That's her. That's I would have faked a heart attack. There's, there's no way I could tell her how it happened, which she does now. I, I passed out in the middle of UNCG's campus. Yeah. And the police woke me up. Yeah. Ooh. And uh, at the time, I was like, there's no way that she could know. And he was five steps away from my dorm room. He could have slept on the floor. Okay, so oh. when I was in college, I fell asleep Damn. on a bench outside of my dorm room and don't know. And I was like on the main part of campus and I have no idea how campus police did not like so you got lucky arrest me. They won't. You're not. You're not. A, you're not a, you want to be black. Bra man. strap wow, hanging yeah. off of my arm. Yeah, I was like just a drunken sorority yeah, girl on yeah. a bench, and they're like, ah, no. just another Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, we're gonna take you to jail if you don't cooperate. Oh, and you know, when you get woken up and you're still drunk, like you're, you're belligerent. Just like, yeah. Wait, like, what? You're gonna arrest me for what? Yeah. I was then, just sleeping. <laughs> what so, are you talking about? I tell my mom that we get that kind of dealt with, so we're going back to court. My mom's like, hey, do you have all your papers? And I was like, oh, I don't need them. <laughs> and she's like, well, bring them just in case. And I was like, yeah, we're definitely going for something else. And she's like, did you not learn your lesson? I was like, well, it was a week apart. And it kind of wasn't my fault, but it kind of was type deal. And uh, so the book bag one. Yeah. Are you really close to your mom? Yeah. yeah so you were sure. like, I can't disappoint well, it wasn't that, but I, I'm so scared my mom's gonna whoop my ass. Yeah. So, you know, if we could mitigate that. Oh, yeah. But I, I mean, I, I eventually end up telling her, like, the whole story and everything. And she, think, she thinks it's funny now. Hindsight, but, yeah. You know, that's probably the, big, the biggest one. Yeah. What the, the biggest lie with the people I'm close to? That's what's getting me. Oh, this would be great. <laughs> I mean,. The the people that I used to lie with, I'm not even like close to anymore. Well, tell, but you were tell. close to them when the lie happened. Yeah. So I feel like that's that fits. True. So if that fits, then I'd have to think. A Only bit more. one. What do you mean? You just said you had one. No, I'm saying with the people that I was close with, it's it's kind of difficult because it's well, not really difficult. But they, so they don't know it's a lie yet. <laughs> Yeah, he's going out himself. That's what he's worried about. No, I mean, I don't even talk to him. That I don't okay, even talk to him Okay, let's just hear the story. Let's hear the lie. I, I don't even know if it's a lie. Withholding information is a lie. Yeah. Well, I guess if it's withholding information, then it'd basically be a lie to my mom. Okay, what? let's hear it. Let's hear it. Because, Mama like, Jeeps, don't listen. Yeah. Well, when I was, like, when I was in California... The buddy that used to live across the street, his mom and dad, like, would let us drink, like, underage. Okay. Like, way underage. So, like, I would go camping with them. Throw a number out. What? Can you? How old were you? Age? Yeah. I was, he said way underage, so I'm like, is I was, it eight I was like, or is it, like, 13? Oh, I think I was... See, I moved here when I was 13, so I was, like, 11 or 12. That's a little ways underage. <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> 
So, I mean, that's when, like, some people take communion. That's why. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Andy true. laughed like she started drinking at eight years old. So that's <laughs> like, so. I would go. My mom and dad. Like 21. I turned 21. It was there you nice. go. Yeah. My she mom and dad actual knew. ID. There I had go, to still yeah. have my vertical one. My mom and dad knew that they drink, but they didn't know you was drinking. Yeah. Okay. So they didn't know, like, when I would go camping with drinking ice cold Miller Lights. I would go, like, when I go camping with him, like, I would go drink him. Do they, so they still don't know. <laughs> Mama Vasquez, now you know. Yeah. Talk about, talk about. Now they know. You <laughs> start drinking at 11. <laughs> 11? Yeah. But still, for, for like five years of your drinking life, legally, you were always the first one Drunk. to like puke, <laughs> yeah. throw up on somebody. Did you at least puke and rally? Oh, no. There, no, <laughs> rally. no, there was no rally. It's a whole other podcast. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, but see, but I like, I like, I like, I didn't. We didn't go camping like that often, so I would only drink like when we would go camping. I got you. So it wasn't like every. Month. So he only had like once a month practice. He was drinking at eleven, and his mama didn't know till now. Yeah, All and right. then like. I quit until I was 21. She still buys a t-shirt. I mean, I, I was, like, smoking cigarettes at 17, and my dad would, like, go raid my car, and I would be like, no, it was, like, my friend. Like, I'd, like, throw out a different friend's name, and he'd be, he was like, at a certain point, you're no longer your friend. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, at a certain point, you can't think I'm that stupid anymore, yeah. and I was like, well, yeah, you're good, right? Yeah. right? True. They were mine, and then he just took his fist and, like, smashed the whole pack, and I was like, that was, like, $30. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Andy, where are you at? Yeah, I mean, you can ask the question, of course, you have to answer it. Um, I have no idea. Um, Andy's a pretty good liar, like, shockingly. She's actually, like... Yeah, I feel like I've gotten away with all So many, yeah. <laughs> she really doesn't want to re- reveal any of her... Um, I guess, like, the biggest lie that I've gotten caught in was when I was at a friend's house and we snuck out oh, and yeah. got in trouble picking up these guys. Like, no. No, like, not just any guys. <laughs> These guys were like full-fledged, low-life pieces of crap we that drank hypnotic like, on the uh, weekends. Let's just oh, put it that way. We picked them up at like a Motel 6 kind of thing. It was, the, it was a prostitute, prostitute crack addict. 16. And then the hotel. cop pulled us over. Anyways, I didn't have my after nine, so it was my car. So my, the cop had to call my parents, and then my parents like showed up. And I was grounded for forever. Why are you picking these people up? Um, I really her friend that she was with had a crush on one of the guys and I have no idea and so she was like well let's sneak out of my house we'll take your car um, go hang out with these guys basically sounds like yeah. a terrible one dude yeah. <laughs> it was yeah about 16 I was home from college and that was like then all of a sudden it's like 2 o'clock in the morning and I just wake up to like all hell breaking yeah. it's like de- mom and dad are screaming I'm like oh my god Andy was in a car accident <laughs> like we're gonna have to go to the hospital like what's going on I'm like run outside I'm like what's going on he's like your stupid sister and I was yeah. like what? so I'm she's not so she's not dying though and he's like you know when dads like really get angry and mumble under your breath and you're like oh god I even feel like like I was sweating for her yeah. at that point I so was like, like alright I'm gonna go back to bed yeah, yeah. Cool. Like, no one's dead alright cool I'm back to bed <laughs> oh no what's gonna happen and then when the, I knew when they got back I was like okay Andy's like mad dad's mad mom's a hot mess cause it's god only knows what hour in the morning and the next day it was alright she was just really grounded yeah yeah yeah, I had one similar to Cheeks too about when I got my first drink. I tried to hide it, and then they find out. Yeah, you might as well just. I learned just 
go out and might as well just tell the truth. So Oh, I got in trouble at prom and I, I for having beer in the car and I just picked up the phone and called my parents and I was like, So we got caught with beer in our car, the ALE officer's here, everybody mm. else's parents are here, and my parents were like, Well that was really stupid of you. See you tomorrow. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, What? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean see me tomorrow? What if they take me to jail? <laughs> They're like, well, don't keep beer in your car. You could have gone and got beer afterwards. Like, yeah. That's your own fault. And I was like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> All right. So we ended up, how can the people, if they're still listening, this lady to it, we love them for, they're still listening. How can they find you on social medias? Um, and what they, and what can they do to request your booze? Yeah. So we're Warehouse Distillery on Facebook. It's at Warehouse Distillery um, on, Instagram. on Instagram as well. And then Twitter is at WH Distillery. Yeah. Um, our logo is a W on like what looks like the head of a barrel. Mm-hmm. Um, or and it's more stuff. So you guys are going to do a rum. A gin. A gin. And the, the name is going to change from Boundary Street. It's going to be It'll different be different brands. brands. We'll, different we'll brands. Be, okay. Nothing will ever be called like Warehouse, warehouse Something. Okay. Because we will have different names for like every either line of products yeah. or whatever else. Um, and then I'll let Andy tell them how to request it yeah. yeah um on our facebook we have at the very top we have it pinned to our top of our page so when you click on our facebook automatically the first post it's underneath the each product there's the code numbers which are like four five digits and when you go into the liquor store you can either say warehouse distillery boundary street boundary street bourbon or whatever yeah. it is um whatever you're trying to request or you can request those numbers and those will help them search or look for it in the store it's just the way yeah. they're Almost like their category, like how they keep up with all the numbers. Mm-hmm. And we also have a website, which is warehousedistillery.com. That's where we're going to start putting some of our Booze Day Tuesday, like blog-style mm-hmm. posts, um, more about the ingredients of the drinks and things like that, as well as it's got our whole business story on there, um, information about tours and tastings, um, each product individually if you want more information that way. And it also has a way to reach out to us if you were for some reason not on social media and wanted to um, get the case code numbers as well. And I also say if you're out there and you buy some of this, take a little picture with the Beards Watch logo, put it with Warehouse, and we'll we'll blast it out as well. We'll try to do the same as our podcast as we go around and venture out. But how can they find you personally on any social media if you want to give it Um, up? Yeah, well, my name is Bailey Setzer. It's spelled B-A-I-L-L-I-E, and Setzer is like seltzer without the L. Okay. Um, So you can find me that way on... Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, I don't do much on Twitter. I mostly just hook it to my Instagram, so maybe okay. don't follow me on there. I'm pretty boring. Okay. Um, but if you like dogs, I would say you could totally follow me on Instagram because it's pretty much just photos of either like my food or my dogs. Or your bourbon. Or yeah, well, yeah. I do a lot of the, I do a lot of them on our own social media okay. for the distillery um, to try and keep things like a little bit separate and my job a little <laughs> bit easier. Yeah. Um, so it's either like me bragging on my boyfriend or my dogs or my food or complaining about my boyfriend. So. Fair enough. All right, Andy. <laughs> yeah, and my Facebook's just my name, Andy Setzer, A-N-D-I-E, by the way. Um, and my Instagram, I just changed it. I don't know why I changed it, but it's Andy M. Setzer at she knows why she changed it. She changed it because when you tagged her and it was Andy Marie too, she was like, I got it. It was Andy Marie. Yeah, she just it changed was. it after it, I. Yeah, or you can find me at Andy Marie too. I'm sure it might pop up still. It's on, no, and I found you on Twitter too. You're pretty locked up. 
I think it's Andy Marie. You are on Twitter. Yeah. She hasn't had Twitter on her phone in probably There's my Twitter name. I only get on it for the Bachelorette to watch them tweets. <laughs> <laughs> Don't follow me on Twitter. Well, because she's locked. So if you do follow her, she's going to have to request, like, oh, yeah, confirm you. Yeah, all my yeah. stuff. And then... I'm really boring on social media, so don't, I mean, don't get your hopes up okay. on that. Just go buy the bourbon. Yeah. And Facebook. Or, yeah. And Facebook. Okay. Yeah. And come by for a tour and tasting. Yes. We're open Thursday to Saturday, 12 to 6. Um, if you have a group. Huh? Later on. Like. Yeah, times future. may vary. And if, and if anybody wants like a private tour tasting, they can reach out to us through our website or any of our social media and we'll get back to them as quickly as we can to try and schedule something. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so problem. much. Anybody's what to, we'll set up another one, you know, down the line as well to get a little update. And yeah, all especially that. once we get our gin and bottles yep. and all that too. All right. Sounds good. Come back. As always, <laughs> yeah, like, comment, subscribe, hit the follow button, and we will see you next time. Well, I'll see you next time.